Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast where, can you believe it, Shane McMahon is the new WWE champion. Well, well, it didn't happen tonight. I'm just practicing for later as much as he's being put over right now. It's lost in the mid-card. We are back. We took a week off, but we are back after a super showdown, that you know that show that's equivalent to WrestleMania. Bullshit. Uh, we're ahead of uh, Stomping Grounds, which... I. It, Looks it's like equivalent it, to shit. Yeah, it, it, it looks like it's a copy of a, a lot of shit. Uh, yeah, so we're 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 in the middle of a uh, uh, fighter fighter fest. Has got a better card than any of this, and and that's exciting. And it's it's free. We're going to talk about that later. Free ninety nine dog. We got a lot of AEW to talk about actually. Between being the elite fighter fest, uh, all in or all out. I mean. Um, got a lot of AEW to talk about, not as much WWE to talk about, but I mean, granted, Raw and SmackDown were pretty decent though this week, so we do, we will run those over real quick, but, uh, not so much Super Showdown, I mean, uh, uh, a train wreck between Goldberg and, and, and Undertaker, not gonna talk about that, but the only noteworthy thing was, uh, it was pretty cool to see Mansoor win the, the 50-man Battle Royale, uh, that guy's up and, co- you know what? Uh, Vince McMahon probably said, hey, uh, you know, I watch NXT. I'm putting Mansoor. I've been watching that kid for years. Uh, Vince, he's had like three televised matches on NXT. Whatever, he's been around for years. I like that kid. We're going to put him over. Anyways. He I, just put him over because of the the family moment. He had so many freaking relatives in the crowd. I know. Yeah. That's all it was. He has been doing good at NXT, though. Like, uh, no, I'm not arguing with that. Yeah. Dude's talented as hell. Yeah, that, that Dijak match was awesome. Unfortunately, Dijak got hurt, but hey, what can you do? But I digress. But that, that's going to be the limit of our uh, Super Showdown talk. That's it. That's all that we're going to talk about Super Showdown there, probably. Uh, probably, yeah. I don't. There's nothing else to really talk about. So, uh, you know, but uh, we, we do have a lot of AEW to cover and uh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Uh, but first, thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host and uh, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcasting applications all you got to do is search for lost in the mid card hit that subscribe button that way you know every time a new episode comes your way typically every wednesday like this one is and if uh, we do come at you at a different time uh you'll be notified and that will uh, be showing up and you can also subscribe to us on the youtube links to all that are on our facebook page facebook.com slash lost in the mid card and also you can uh, find it on the Twitter at LITMC podcast, where we also show, uh, share the, uh, you know, a lot of the great tweets within the wrestling world. Cause they're, they're pretty darn entertaining as well. I'm your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. And as always, my co-host, he is on the Twitter at raw F showtime. You heard him just a second ago. It is Mr. Matt black, Matt, how you doing? Uh. I'm doing all right, man. It's good to be back. Yeah, uh, you crazy sons of bitches. How, exactly. How many in seconds? How many? Uh, how many uh, seconds did you watch of Super Showdown live? I, I look. I will openly admit. Um, 
I was doing other things that Friday. Um, I was busy. Um, I turned it on on my television as background noise. I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the show, but it was on. Um, it was what it was. It was exactly what I expected it to be. Background it was, noise. I, it's it was a, background noise. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a WWE house show with pyro yeah. and, and a gigantic crowd. I mean, that's really all it is. I mean, and you... and on and honestly, I, I just want to say for the record that uh, Goldberg and Taker had the match gone five minutes instead of the eight to nine minutes that it did. It would match would have been fine. And and honestly, anybody, anybody who wants to continue to bash Undertaker and Goldberg, please get in the ring and attempt to do what they that they've what they've done their entire career. And, and if you can't, then shut the fuck up. That's all. That's all I've got to say about that. Do you do you blame it on like Goldberg smashing his head in the door? Do you blame it on the tombstone? Do, what do, what do you do? You blame it on the heat? Well, I think it was I think it was a combination of everything. I mean, nobody knows for sure if Goldberg actually smashed his head into the door or not. Well, it was sure um, it was sure busted open as he was making his way to the. Uh, to he the, was not busted ring. open. He was making his way to the ring. He got busted open in the fucking match. Oh, I, somebody was showing a thing. Well, I don't know. I, I saw a clip. He had a mark on his forehead, but he has marks on his forehead all the fucking time. Yeah. He took a bad. He took a well, bad shot into the corner. T- uh, the corner steel post and got busted open. I say busted open. I'm not. I'm not talking like Dustin Rhodes busted open. I'm saying yeah. He was. Like, well, he cut. was like he was Dustin Rhodes busted open when he got when yeah. he hit that when he hit that thing in the corner. And I think between that the hundred degree heat, the fact that Taker dropped him on his fucking head. Dude, dude was freaking working at least eighty percent of that match concussed. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and, and as many people have pointed out, the the tombstone pile driver is a two man job, not just a one man job. But a lot of things go into play there. Also, he's back from on assignment on the Twitter at no one like D, Mister Daryl Bullock. Daryl, what's up? Ain't shit but the rent. Uh, rent is shit. Rent is shit. Hey, I don't have rent. I have more. I didn't know. Nobody told me. The rent, the rent's too damn high. Yeah, I'm here for the super shit down. You know, eh. I'm, I was like, I of- said, look, look. Did anybody expect? Honestly, no. Like, I know this isn't something we plan to talk about, but honestly, did anybody expect anything different out of this show no. after what we have already seen from every other Saudi Arabia WWE show? You know show? what? As soon as they I called think, it WrestleMania, I knew it was going to be worse. And and that's what I was exactly about to say. Dude, like, you don't say it's a WrestleMania-worthy or to ex- probably but exceed pay-per-view. they've almost said that every single time they've run one of these events. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, I mean, let, let's look at this, for example. Uh, the WWE Championship match... Again, I didn't watch anything of it. I, I watched clips of it. I watched clips of everything, um, but I didn't watch anything in its entirety. But I, I read recaps, watched some clips. WWE Championship, Kofi Kingston and uh, Dolph Ziggler. It, it went all of ten minutes. Had like literally no near falls. There was no drama in that match at all. Uh, well, I mean, we're going to get a shitload of drama in the steel cage match at, at Stomping Ground. This is probably going to be the match that we should get out of these two. We we didn't get shit for drama out of those two in that 10-minute well, match. Well, that's what happens when you come to a country, and the country pretty much pays for the whole card yeah. instead of letting WWE creative do their thing. And then we got you know we got your typical Triple H match that goes way too long. I mean, that Triple H Orton match, I think, went 25 minutes. You know, he likes to work long. Well, hey, that's cool. And, I mean, that was, like, what the crowd popped for the most was those two guys. Obviously, you know, worldwide appeal, those two, uh, you know, they're icons of pro wrestling. 
uh, that was what the crowd popped for most. But it, it was a match that went probably 10 to, to 12 minutes way too long. Um, I, I don't really have any feedback. Well, I mean, shit, Baron Corbin was in the title match, so, I mean, I, there's really no feedback to say. I mean, your two biggest heels in the WWE right now, uh, according to Vince McMahon and title pictures, is, is Shane McMahon. Well, not title pictures, but your two biggest heels right now, according to booking, Vince McMahon booking, is Baron Corbin and Shane McMahon right now. That's how the sad state of affairs is And right both now. of them have one in, and both of them have the, I want to turn off the television heat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is really not what you want in 2019. I got so fucking bored with the opening of SmackDown. I was like, why am I watching this? You know, I missed Raw because, I mean, I've been, I've, been, I've been dealing with migraines ever since. I, I mean, I went camping for a family reunion out of town uh, late last weekend uh, and got back late Sunday. And I, I've been dealing with the migraine since the middle of that, like on Saturday. And, and I just came home Monday after first day back from work and I just passed out. Didn't Didn't even watch Raw. And uh, I just read a recap today. I'm like, oh, this was, okay. Raw didn't sound too bad. And then I talked. Yeah, to, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't I talk, that bad. Yeah, I talked about it, but I was like, I, I don't have the time to get it in because I got a, a lot of AEW stuff to catch up on for Tuesday after work, and that's a little more important. And of course, I had to watch Moxley and Juice uh, before we talked uh, as well. And um, so I didn't get Raw in. And and I haven't been interested. I mean, this is the least interested I've been in the WWE since we've done the show. It takes a lot to get me disinterested, and Vince is doing a great job of it right now. Uh, and and uh, goddamn, that first half hour of SmackDown sure as hell had me disinterested. Uh, they did pick it up though after that. Uh, you know, Sonya Deville and, and, and Carmella had a great. Carmella is really improving in the ring. Sonya Deville is proving why she should be pushed. Uh, they had a great match. Uh, the promo between the six guys, the New Day, Sammy, and uh, KO, and uh, and Dolph, that was, I thought that was a great promo. It was a hell of a lot better than the Miz TV with Shane and that. It was a lot better than that. And, and, and the match that main evented SmackDown. Uh, you know, and so, but it, it's, it's too much Shane right now and too much Baron Corbin. I like Baron Corbin. I just don't like how he's being booked right now. So, you know, it's it, 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 it's it, it like I said. It's, it takes a lot for me. It, it, it you know, I, I'm I, I'm usually Mr. Sunshine on the show, and I've missed a lot of Raws lately. And it's just it's this is the my interest level in the WWE. It's at an all time low right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happens when you don't have the fans' best interests at heart. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to watch Stopping Grounds live. To be honest with you, right now. Uh, the card. When, it, when is Stomping Ground? Uh, two weeks. So two less weeks. than two weeks now. Eh. It's like literally they're just basically rushing. It's like it isn't it, it, it. I haven't looked at the card yet, but isn't it like literally a carbon copy of Super Showdown for the most part? It's what uh, Roman and Drew. Drew. Which has been... Um, we saw that at Mania. Well, and, we, and we've seen this feud intertwining with Shane. Well, the thing about it is, like, I think part of the problem is you keep... You have so much talent. So much talent. You literally went throughout the wrestling world to acquire all the talent. The Alistairs, the Ricochets, um, uh, 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 the Anderson and Gallows, etc., 
but you keep putting the same people on the same shows on the same pay-per-views yeah. against the, against the same people. I can't remember. It's, get, it's getting redundant. I can't remember who put out the article, but they put out a list of wrestlers that haven't been used since WrestleMania. And it like, I saw that, yeah. And it like totaled 50 or something like that. And it's ridiculous. If, if you go on YouTube, like there's a, I saw the video, actually. It's a video that says 50 wrestlers that have not been on TV in, in six to eight months. Uh, Bailey, Alexa Bliss, we've seen that show. Uh, Roman and Drew, we've seen that show. Becky and Lacey Evans. Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin, Kofi and Dolph, we just saw that show, those two shows. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know if I'm going to watch Stomping Grounds. <laughs> you know? And then Tony Nese uh, uh, against uh, uh, the person to be named later uh, for the Cruiserweight title. I... Chad Gable's on 205 Live now. Yeah, we just cool so. haircut. Yeah, we just mentioned. Yeah, that. we were talking about that. Yeah, I just, I just, do, I just don't understand why, but okay. Yeah, he was uh, wrestling Jack Gallagher right before you got on the line with us there on Skype. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, is that the, I, this might be the first WWE pay per view I don't watch live in, in a while either, just because I, you know, I'd rather go hang out with my friends, you know, like I usually do on a Sunday night. Uh, but you, you know, usually I don't hang out with those friends because I watch WWE pay per view on said Sundays, but, you know, I might not. I might go out with my friends on that night and not watch Stomping Grounds just because this is a complete retread pay-per-view. Nothing, literally nothing there is fresh. Alexa Bliss and Bailey is the least, is the most fresh thing on that card, but we've been there before. We've been there, it might have been a year or two ago, but we've been there before. Everything has been a retread somewhere on that card. And I guarantee you that that, that special guest referee is going to be Sami Zayn. You would certainly think so. Yeah. All right, let's talk about AEW, guys. Yes! Uh, now, this is going to be kind of a, a since D wasn't on uh, our show two weeks ago when we recapped Double or Nothing. I was um, D was on assignment. Uh, we uh, we're going to cover uh, the the last road to Double or Nothing, which was uh, the epilogue, which came out after Double or Nothing. Not really, uh, not really much to to talk about, so to speak, in this uh, in this. But uh, but you as the fan, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, do so. Um, very cool interviews, in particular, some cool interviews from from Sean Spears. And Awesome Kong both had like doubts of will the fans like still embrace me, remember me uh, for Kong, remember me for for and for Spears, will the fans still embrace me? Uh, Dustin talks about just how emotional you know his night was with Cody, and uh, so some pretty cool sit down interviews there. Uh, a lot of you know, a lot of behind the scenes and a lot of a lot of looks at at, at everything from uh, uh, from the, the Double or Nothing pay per view. Um, some very cool stuff. Uh, Kenny Omega talking about the six women tag match, which he uh, had a big hand in putting together, and and uh, just just hearing him talk about the fans accepting them uh, it w- was pretty cool. Uh, Mike Tyson watching. Michael Nak- Michael Nakazawa get oiled up. That was pretty funny. Uh, they show that in the uh, the epilogue. Cody Rhodes uh, trying to say that that uh, that 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 Triple H throne wasn't really 
what we all thought it was. Bullshit. Yeah. He was trying to say that just means he's a wrestler first, but uh, I think we all know better, right, guys? See some uh, I'm, I'm going to take his word for it. Uh, I think there's a little more to it. A lot of a lot a lot of dust and roads in this uh, in the in this uh, video as well. The epilogue. Uh, they they replay the clip of uh, Cody asking Dustin <clears throat> if he will uh, uh, if he will uh, join him as his tag partner against the Young Bucks. <clears throat> and uh, so, just a great a great video. So if you have, you have not yet uh, caught that video, go uh, go out of your way and check that out on the uh, the uh, the Nightmare Family YouTube channel. It's definitely worth a watch. There, uh, some very cool stuff. Uh, basically, to uh, kind of close the chapter on AEW's first pay per view. So, uh, Daryl, let's uh, let's get your thoughts on AEW's first pay per view, Double or Nothing. Um, uh, I think you're probably going to be in the same mindset that Matt and I were, that, uh, uh, God damn, this was a great show. I thoroughly, in and out, pre-show, um, till the very end, enjoyed the whole show. What was your match, um, what was your match of the night? Um, match of the night or favorite match? Uh, I don't know. I, I guess, to me, sometimes they're one and the same, but... Um, I, have two, I have two different ones. Uh, match of the night for me was actually the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. Okay. Um, my favorite match, and I was very, very, very impressed with the women's six match, uh, the six women uh, tag match okay. with Aja Kong. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, three women, I mean, well, five women outside of, I knew who uh, Aja Kong was, of but. Course. Yeah. Um, I was just surprised, like they were so talented. Yeah, like I was, I was very, very, very happy. It was kind of um, like it was kind of like a secret. <clears throat> it's kind of like a secret that Kenny Omega had in his pocket that he couldn't yeah. share with everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. You know, the thing about it is we're so trained to watch WWE, um, and back in the day when they say, "Oh, let's have a six woman tag and it'd be the Divas," you know, that's pretty much the bathroom break. Yeah. But now, like these day and this day and ages, I mean, you have a six woman tag in WWE. It's going to be pretty good, pretty decent, whatnot. But you know, not knowing any of these women, I was very, very impressed. Yeah, it very wasn't impressed. it wasn't my bathroom break, but it was my go cook my pizza break while they were making their entrances. <laughs> right, I do. I didn't. I didn't take a I break. Like, I was like, I don't. I, I don't need to see the entrances, but I need to go get my pizza real quick. I'm hungry. Yeah. So I, this is where I'm going to go run up there and grab that real quick, and then come back down. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I would be critical on it was just probably you know the production of the show with certain things, but other than that, the wrestling and the storytelling was just awesome. Yeah, they do need you know. There's some things that they got to work on. On yeah, Marvez was shit. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of a lot of a lot of people think. That. I see. I don't think he was shit. But I think he was a monotone version of Mike Tanay. I think he needs to work. I think he needs to work on upping his excitement level. Yeah. He, for me, now I listened to the show. Um, I listened to the show you guys did when I was on assignment, and you know I heard what you guys had to say. When you, were, when you were on assignment, he's Slater. <laughs> I I went back and watched Double or Nothing after, and I actually like critiqued him. He, the thing that made Jr. 
and the King so good or Bobby and Gorilla so good, they fed off of each other so well. So if one person, you know, didn't have enough to talk about, the other person knew where to pick, where to pick up. You know what I mean? And so, that, but to it, to me, can can we really go um, that far already? They besides well, a little bit of studio sessions together. This was legitimately their first ever event working together. I mean, yeah, and I get. I that. mean, I chemistry mean, like, will chemistry will develop in time. No, and, but, and, and I that, thought and honestly, I, I thought Excalibur and Jr. Uh, had excellent chemistry as, as the night went on, yeah, and is. I feel Marvez will slide into that role as it goes about. Me personally, I would just prefer a two-man booth of Excalibur and Jr. Yeah, I've never been a fan of the three-man commentary teams, but that's yeah, just me. And, and that's exactly what it was for me. You, the pre-show with Marvez and and, and Excalibur, like for me, it was. Yeah, I, I, and I sent the message to you guys, and I was like, okay. Marvez needs to work on some things. But soon as J and, and, and JB said it, soon as JR came in, that was it. Like it was perfect. Yeah. It was, and, it was and I was a little, and I was a little surprised that Excalibur was taking the lead and doing the play by play. And uh and Well I think he is gonna be the lead. I think yeah. he's gonna be Michael Cole. And uh and that, which is fine. He he can learn from JR and JR obviously can uh step in when needed and, and uh <laughs> Dude, he had some. Jr. had some great liners too. Uh, that was. But great. outside of like outside, I mean, I'm I'm not going to like go in and say, oh, it was a crappy show because of the production. It was their first pay per view. Yeah. I mean, like they missed on some things. And, yeah, they missed on some things, but that can be that's that's cosmetic. You yeah. can fix that. Yeah. That's not a big. But you know, just looking at the from the Battle Royal to Guevara to SCU to you know Awesome Kong, and I love Awesome Kong. Like yeah. nobody, I nobody saw that coming. Yeah, I Every, love. Everybody thought I she was done. Kong since Impact. The only reason I used to watch Impact was Joe, Awesome Kong, and AJ. That's it. When I did watch it, and she looks like uh, if you watch that epilogue, that Double or Nothing epilogue. I mean, she looks like she's ready to go again. When she, everybody thought I, she was absolutely when like everybody, I, when everybody I, thought she was done. You know, I watched Glow just strictly because of her. Uh, my match of the night was Cody and Dustin on on a star level and and a favorite level uh, all across the board. Mine was Cody and Dustin. That was truly amazing. Uh, everything was great about that. I thought Sammy G looked great. I thought Kip Sabian looked great. I, I wasn't familiar with Kip Sabian at all. Um, I you know who I was impressed with. And JB, you want to pat yourself on the back with this one because you actually. Open my eyes, Angelico and Jack yeah. Evans. Yeah, yeah. I, I he was a favorite of mine on Lucha Underground from the beginning. I was, I was very, very impressed. Very impressed. And I am a brand, Brandon Cutler fan. He oh, is yeah. my Matt. He is my Matt Taven of AEW. Um, I thought. Oh, God, <laughs> stop it! It's hard not to root for the guy. He's an underdog. Uh, I thought. Uh, I, I thought the battle royale was good. Um, I, I gave a, I think it gave everybody time to shine where WWE doesn't. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're. Oh, everybody look, everybody had, a, everybody had a spot. Oh, look, Sin Cara is out after twenty seconds. You know, yeah, everybody had a spot. Orange Cassidy, shit, his spot was oh. maybe a, what a minute, two minutes. He's like, my, he's like my new favorite indie guy. Matt knows this, but he's like my new favorite indie guy. 
Uh, I'm not. I am not sold on that character at all. No, no. I'll tell you who my favorite indie guy is, and I've. I've he wasn't even that devil enough. I love Darby Allen. Oh yeah, him and Cody. He's at he's at Fighter Fast. He's yes, at, him and Cody at. Uh, at I Fighter love Fast. Darby Allen. But, like, but, even before but, he signed with AEW, I love Darby but Allen. Matt's come around on some guys on NXT that that he wasn't wasn't warmed up to at first, you know. Because I'm always willing to watch someone evolve. I'm yeah. not. I am not one of those people that you know stick with a solid opinion and don't change it no matter what the other no matter what the talent does if like Liv Morgan for example yeah you know I was very much on the anti Morgan <coughs> bandwagon well I was uh, too but actually, she she has improved so much she was horseshit since in the being ring. on the main <laughs> roster that it's amazing and I think it's honestly a fucking crime that they moved that poor girl to SmackDown. All right, well, they, they should not have. They should not have broken up the Bride Squad because they were actually finally doing things and doing things well after they uh, untimely were coming out at the same time as Absolution. I think for the most part, like a lot of people, like to, to go off of what you said, Matt. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't like certain things because it's not what they're used to, or it's not what they're. They, they they usually watch or whatever the case may be. I remember when people were telling me that the Velveteen Dream was going to be shit, and look at him now. So he still has haters to me that boggle my fucking mind, yeah. dude. I'm I'm just like you, man. I agree with you. I'm always willing to watch somebody evolve. Yeah, progress. And, yeah. and if you can't, and if you can't do that, then. I don't. I don't understand your frame of mind to begin with. I mean, that's where, like, uh, like you know, I've always was a fan of Elias's gimmick. I was a. I was. I've always been a fan of Baron Corbin, but I'm a. Oh, I, I love Corbin. I loved Corbin's lone wolf gimmick, you know, and I it, this TGI Friday. I, I thing, hate. I hate what they're doing with him now. I hate what they're. I hate what they're doing, but I. I appreciate. He, but I appreciate. But is it the, the heat that a, they really a, want? He's a hell of a worker. Dude, yeah. he embraces everything they throw at him. Yeah, and he's he's working. He's that that. Yeah, you gotta give working. him that. Give him that. Give him that. You, you got. Know. You have to. Like, I mean, come on now. Like, he could be like one of these wrestlers. Like, oh, they gonna give me shit? Okay, I'm a half ass it. Yeah. He takes it and he runs with it. And yeah. And my guy, did, did you guys check out that split screen of entrances of EC3 that somebody yes. posted on Twitter? Holy yes, crap! I sure did. That was lazy. Talk about a guy that needs out. Or well, back I, I don't know what you're talking about. Somebody inform me. Uh, uh, let me see if I can find it, Matt. Yeah, I sent I you think... guys. Uh, this guy took a video. Yeah, he, said, or, yeah, he, yeah, he put, yeah, he put one said. on top of each other. I sent it to you guys yesterday, I think it was, of an NXT entrance of EC3 and then an entrance of him on main event recently. And just the body language is like he just does not give a fuck right now. He's like, oh, all right. Okay, I get it. I don't need to see it. I, I trust your... I yeah, trust that that's, I that, that's like, out there. Uh, but. He's, like, he's like, get me out of here now. Pretty much. Yeah, he spent I mean, a night oh, in an elevator. Yeah, but overall, I mean, <laughs> Double or Nothing was great, and I, and, I, and I look forward to Fighter uh, Fest. I look forward for Fight for the Fall, and I look forward to like everything they got to throw at shit. I look forward to BTE and, you know, Whatever Cody puts out on his Nightmare Family channel. And what you, uh, what did you think of uh, when the when the heavens opened up and, and my uh, dream scenario happened and and John Moxley and Kenny Omega were going at it? Happy, I was <laughs> I was happy. I think that's the best emotion I can say. I was happy. I think I was happy for wrestling. I think I was happy for him. I think I was just happy just because 
it made me happy. Oh my god! We have an alternative now, like uh, fellas, like we have an alternative it, it, now. Guys, we're gonna get just as happy of an ending in, in, in Chicago when Punk comes out. Oh my dude, I, I want to like a little bitch. But I mean, it's like it's like there's like there's like. I really wish I could go. There's like my favorite in the world. I'm just coming. I'm coming back in the country that day. There's like I know, it there's sucks. like there's like my favorite in the world, part A, sitting here in the coming coming down the ramp or coming down the stairs, in John Moxley, and then there's my favorite in the world, part B, in 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 the best bout machine in Kenny Omega, and and A and B are fighting each other. And this is what happened when worlds collide. Are you ready to go? Uh, they're fighting each other in the same room. Each other. Dude, I never thought I would see Moxley and Kenny Omega. And never. how bad? How badass was that uh, in uh, New Japan spot in the bar, announcing uh, him taking on Juice? That. That was, fun. Oh, that, was, that was a great video. You know what, video, like, dude, a fucking AEW needs to hire Nick Mondo. Yeah, dude, I help, would love to that. help with some of their video packages yeah. because that dude is legit. I think they should call the the Dirty Deeds the Death Rider. Yeah, that's what it's called now. Oh, they did. Oh, they they made. Yeah, they official? changed it. Yeah, he officially changed it to the Death Rider. I did not know they they made that official. Yeah, uh, uh, Kevin Kelly announced it when he. I don't know if he announced it with the Juice match, but he uh, announced it when like he it. fought the Young Lion at Dominion. They kept talking about that. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> you know, you old enough to drive. <laughs> I'm just happy. I'm just happy. I, we have an alternative now, and it's like for so many years in the past, like we'll sit there and be like, "Oh, okay, WWE was shit." I'm not going to watch, or I'm going to try to watch, or I'm going to watch just because it's WWE. Well, well, so, somebody put out a, a hell of a tweet, and I can't remember who it was, but they said for so many years they've been forced to watch WWE. For years, they're forced to watch WWE, and when it's been shit, I've been watching off of the simple fact that the past has been great, but now I don't have to watch anymore. Because I have an alternative, and I realize that right now it's shit. Shit is shit. Well, and on top of that, like New Japan's got new life breathed into them too with Moxley, and now Kenta has arrived, and I think you've, you're going to see a new Juice Robinson now uh, after the match with Moxley and in the interview that Juice had after the loss. I don't like Juice anymore. That's because he got his hair. That's because yeah, he's that was not, my twin, dude. Not your twin Come on anymore. now. Well, dude, he lost his he lost his power like Samson did. <laughs> all you gotta do is cut. All you gotta do that's is why cut. He, that's why he lost the title. He shouldn't have cut his hair. He would have won. Why do you cut. think I don't cut my hair? I gotta do is I'm cut not an asshole anymore if I don't cut my hair. I'm a nice person. <laughs> that's your power. I'm the, I'm the good guy. That's the power stored in your dreadlocks. Yes, your asshole ability. My asshole ability. Oh my. Uh, <laughs> and so all of a sudden, while Ring of Honor is maybe struggling after the departure of the Elite, uh, there's like new life that's been breathed into New Japan after Dominion. With and, and thanks to Moxley, you know Jericho can still show up. Omega is still going to come a few couple times a year, and now Kent. Now that we know Kenta has has chosen to go to New Japan as well. There's more. The, the, this ain't it, you know. And Dude, so the, 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 there is now life in New Japan again. If Shibata 
is in Kent's corner from now on, I'm 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 watching New Japan religiously again. Oh my, that's quite a statement. I love Shibata. Well, it just feels like there's new life into it now after Dominion, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem so? Absolutely, dude. Like that card was pretty stacked. It was pretty. It was it was a good it was a good pay per view. And now if if, uh, if 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 John is in the G one, look the fuck out. You got John in the G one. John wants the G one. Kento wants the G one. Ooh. Come on now. What if you get Moxley and Okada? I don't know if they're going to go that fast, but... Whoa. I'll Infinite. take Okada and Kenta. Oh! oh. oh. Yes. Episode 1 of The Road to Fighter Fest came out last week. Uh, short little episode, but uh, uh, kind of getting it kick-started. Uh, the the uh, show is coming up here in a, about a couple weeks. On uh, June 29th, uh, we'll talk about a little more in depth, but it'll be free. All you got to do is sign up uh, for a free account on BR Live. Not too hard to do. Trust me, I've, I've already done it. Uh, so that'll be free. Just get yourself an account right now so you don't have to take any get any, get any of those headaches of uh, signing up day of. Um. But uh, they talked about uh, how um, on the show here they talked about you know how it's 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 great to give uh, fans a, a sample of the product before they come into uh, TNT this fall. And uh, on the first episode of Fighter Fest, Cody talks about uh, giving Kenny Omega the credit for uh, putting this all together, as it's a combination, of course, of gaming with uh, the the uh, the. Uh, with the uh, gaming championships, the CEO gaming championships, the CEO fighting gaming championships, and of course, wrestling. Uh, wrestling had a, a fairly large part in it last year, but I think with uh, now AEW's ties into it, 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 that has definitely ramped up this year with with Fighter Fest. I mean, we've almost already got a full card. It's not going to be the magnitude of a double or nothing, but I mean, we've got a shush, probably a six match card already. Guys, does it sound like? Think so? I think it's five at the moment. Yeah, and and I, uh, I put the cards in my Road to Fighter Fest article that I, that published that was published tonight. And that's on, on fan sided. And that's on so, fan, it's on fan sided, and uh, we've got well, uh, check it out. We got uh, uh, there's a buy in also that's going to air on uh, BR Live and uh, probably on YouTube, probably on the on the uh, uh, All Elite Wrestling channel. The Michael Nakazawa. And uh, Alex Jabaley match. Uh, I still don't know who Michael or Alex Jabaley is. I know who Michael. I know who Michael Nakazawa is, but he was on Being the Elite about a month ago. Yeah, I, he's a gamer. I think I, I, he trying. was. He was. He fought. He did something with Nakazawa last year at the CEO thing. Did he? But That's who is why he. he that- yeah, who is he like originally like a gamer? I guess I don't know. I, I don't know. I think he's just an indie worker that's also a video gamer. I think. Oh, he's as actually, far as I know, he's actually a wrestler. Okay. Yes, yes, he's a, actually a wrestler. Oh, I, I, I kind of. They're not as... going to put some inexperienced guy on their freaking show, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I figured especially he... in a hardcore match. I mean, you're just asking for a lawsuit. <laughs> He hit me with a chair. I'm going to sue you. I figured it was a guy that knew what he was doing, but wasn't exactly a wrestler either, though. 
like a yeah. like a David I, Arquette. I understand that he's he's a wrestler. That's my that's my understanding. I, just because I don't know him doesn't mean I want to freaking bury the guy. John Moxley uh, cuts a great promo on the road to Fighter Fest. Uh, make sure you check that out. He uh, is taking on Bad Boy Joey Janela, of course. After Moxley shook the world at Double or Nothing, Janela showed up backstage, got in Moxley's face, lit up a cigarette. Well, Moxley stole that cigarette, took a hit, and threw it away and walked off. That leads to his first official match in AEW, and that first official match is free, which is huge. Very cool to see the debut of John Moxley going to be on uh, on BR Live for free. So very cool. Is BR Live, they have on demand. Or is it just straight live? I, they, that, that's a great question. I'm honestly not sure. Uh, looking at the uh-huh. app, it seems like there's on demand, but it's weird because like the paid content replays are co- pay to play, pay to replay. So I think right. it, I think it the on demand is only available for 24 hours afterwards or so. I mean, I could live with that. I mean, I'll be affiliated at the ECW arena that night. So ECW, yeah. But uh, Ambrose, uh, Ambrose, yeah, once again, yeah, sorry, sorry, John, for that Freudian slip. Can you get your shit together, JB, please? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's it's kind of hard to do after eight years, you know. Sometimes, so. Uh, basically, uh, you know, tells Jane- Janella to be be very careful. Uh, you know, if uh, you know, if you want to become an enemy of John Moxley, I want that Moxley wrestling hoodie too. By the way, yes, I need that in my collection. And they replay, of course, Moxley's attack on Omega at Double or Nothing. Cody's in the ring. Uh, Cody's in the office with uh, with with. I'll call him Big Mike since I can never f- remember his last name. So we'll just call Big him Mike. Let's call him Big Mike. 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 Uh, Mike is uh, eating an apple as he always does, like Carlito, and uh, he's like, "Are you sure you want to do this match against Darby Allen?" I love Darby, dude. Yes, I, I, I started watching. <laughs> I, I started watching Darby uh, uh, evolve, uh, evolve on the YouTube's and stuff. And yes, I was excited when when I heard AEW assigning him. But of course, you know, obviously, he just got done wrestling in an emotional match with Co- with, with his brother Dustin. He's got a tag match with the Bucks coming up at Fight for the Fallen, which I mean, Fight for the Fallen is literally is that what July? Two weeks. It's literally like two weeks after Fighter Fest. I mean, July. It's mid July. Huh, I wonder when that is. Why am I missing all of AEW's pay per views? Uh, Fight for the Fallen is July thirteenth, I believe. Yeah, July thirteenth. So fuck, I'll be at Hershey Park. What the fuck, man, dude? Your schedule blows. Step up your game, fool. Dude, I have a <sighs> whatever. So basically, <laughs> you can say whatever all you want, but hey, 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 Word. I can't help it, okay? <laughs> we should figure out wherever the fucking first show is on TNT and just go. 
We should just go to the, we should just go to the television show. It's gonna be it's gonna be at the it's gonna be it's gonna be at the impact zone. I don't <laughs> don't do that. I don't do that. Please don't. I honestly, I feel like we should. Well, like, I, I, like who? The, I don't know where the fuck it's going to be, but I feel like we should be. I, I will say this. I'm, I'm making a, I'm making a, a statement on Lawson Midcard, and our listeners can hold me to it. You guys can hold me to it. Uh-oh. If, 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 if they continue with the double or nothing in Vegas, if, if Lost in the Midcard will be at the next double or nothing. Oh my! I can, or we can guarantee that, or we can figure out a uh, early year. I'm with that too. PPV. <laughs> I'm with that too. Yeah, but when's TV know. start? Uh, I'm assuming October. October. Oh, well, I know October, but I would assume the first Friday of October would be my would be my opinion. Okay. Are they doing Fridays? No, Tuesday. No, of course they wouldn't do Fridays because SmackDown's moving to Fridays. I'm assuming it's going to be a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Oof, I, I might be out of the. I might be out of town on that first Tuesday of October. Yeah, that first. Actually, that's the first Tuesday in October. Is the day before my birthday. Yeah, I got a. I got a surprise f- trip for my 40th birthday this that weekend. Well, it sounds like such a surprise. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know where we're going, uh, but she said take a week off of work. So I'm like, all right. A week? What? Yeah. Maybe she's taking me to uh, the uh, the AEW. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to the AEW. Uh... Yes, because somehow she is the only person on the planet besides the company that knows where the AEW's first yeah. television show is going to be. I mean, she could her, be taking her, her soldier field right. to watch her, her bears lose. Her and Brandy. Ow! Oh. oh my god! Oh. Ouch! Holy shit! This just in: Carson Wentz is back to his second home, the hospital of Philadelphia. Wow! Really? All this. I'm just staying out of this. I'm staying out. All I'm going to say: we're going to continue with wrestling after this. One, (laughs) one, one word. I'm just going to say one word, JV, and you know what this word means: doink. That shit don't bother me. That guy's long gone. Oh my! Back God. to wrestling. What's funny is they brought in like all these kickers to do that exact same thing, and they went like two for nine. Guess what? Guess where that kicker was before he was with before he's with you. You know, I hope they sign. You know who I hope they sign? The jobber should have just kept Robbie Gold and fucking dealt with what they what you. Fucking no, they didn't had. want to pay Robbie Gold. That was the problem. Yeah, you know, there's a guy like one of the guys that's made the cut of the last couple of kickers. They brought in like eight or ten kickers. There's a guy by the name of Chris Blewett. I hope they sign him. That'd be great. Somebody misses a kick. Oh, he blew it. That's as great as Ha Ha Clinton Dix. That's the best kicker name wow, ever. Wow, really? <laughs> Being the elite, last week's episode, we're going to. Because AEW is worth going back to last week when we miss it, right, guys? Word. Uh, I'm down with it. How great was this uh, after Double or Nothing? When Matt and Nick Jackson tried to do the shield pose with John Moxley, <laughs> I cried. John's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I ain't doing that uh, shit." Uh, uh, fuck you guys. <laughs> he like he like hits his head like uh, 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 uh no. Uh, so then uh, the episode uh, they're uh, hanging out at Cracker Barrel, or maybe they're hanging out at home next to the Cracker Barrel. I can't tell. Because they're sitting in Cracker Barrel chairs, too, so 
I, the home might be sponsored by Cracker Barrel. I I can't tell, but uh, uh, who is it that goes up to? Is that is that Mrs. Matt or is that Mrs. Nick? Mrs. Matt. Mrs. Mrs. Matt is always on the show. Okay, so Mrs. Matt uh, comes up to the boys and says, uh, "You know that 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 hot shot prospect, or that hot shot free agent you signed, John Moxley. Uh, you know he kind of attacked Kenny. No, he didn't. The show, show went off the air. It didn't count." <laughs> we didn't see it. We we just had red vines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he kind of attacked Kenny. Oh, well, I guess we'll just cut that part out of the show. Uh, this episode's live. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't know they recorded these things live. <laughs> Then they uh, replayed the little little clip of uh, Moxley against Janela at Fighter Fest. Also, we got a meeting of the librarians. They're doing some kind of mime thing. I wonder if we're going to get an intergender librarian match somewhere down the line. I don't know. Uh, the uh, the dude that Nakazawa was facing at Fighter Fest was uh, working out, sort of. Uh, he's doing pull-ups while standing on the seat. Uh, he was doing arm curls with a five-pound bar while Matt Jackson's standing over there with fifty pound bar, with a fifty-pound bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt's just like yeah, fifty pounds, and what's his name, Jablonski or whatever his name is. Yeah, just. Going away at the uh, the fifty pounders. Uh, we learned some uh, U.S. history from Luchasaurus because he's got a master's degree. You know, uh, him and Jungle Boy they make a good pair, though, don't they? <laughs> they yes, do. they do. I I uh, we'll get to it later, but there's the next episode of Being the Elite has an even funnier part with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Uh, and 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 uh, and uh, is it Rich Knox or Rick Knox? Rick Knox, right? Rick. I think it's Rick Knox. Yeah, he tried to. Uh, correct or, or give some information, but you know, Luchasaurus uh, let him know that, that he's got a master's degree <laughs> while Jungle Boy waves the American flag. <laughs> ah, BTE mailbag. We start off with a question for SCU. SCU. While uh, uh, Scorpio, I'm assuming he was enjoying a vanilla shake from an In and Out burger. I'm, I'm just assuming that's what it was. Uh, yep. what, whatever it was, he was very much enjoying it, but he was asked. Uh, where did the name SCU come from? And and um, I believe he said it came from, uh, 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 as a lot of ideas come from, they come from the car rides. And he said it came from Nick Jackson. And originally CD had, had turned it down. And uh, I can't remember what CD said. He like he said something about like Southern Cal executives or something that just didn't sound good, did it? <laughs> nope. Yeah, what, what can you do? Not everything's a winner. Well, thank God it SoCal Uncensored went out, won out, and thank God the website SoCal Uncensored, which I, I believe was a wrestling news website, Scorpio said, they said, "Yeah, use it," and here we are because SCU is fun to chant, isn't it, guys? SCU. SCU later. And uh, Scorpio went back to drinking his uh, In and Out shake because apparently it was so good. Uh, 
D's favorite wrestler, Brandon Cutler, was uh, asked, how did it feel within a few weeks he was offered two AEW mm-hmm. contracts and was one of the first wrestlers to ever walk down for an AEW match. And uh, as one would say, uh, it, it completely blown away because he's basically his life uh, and for him and his family basically changed. So, uh, you know. No surprise uh, that uh, his answer there that uh, basically uh, life-changing shit right there. Uh, Mark Crackerborough pandering from the uh, the Bucks. Joey Ryan is doing some uh, bench pressing with five-pound curls, and uh, MGF came in and, well, he didn't have nice things to say about that, did he? MJF's awesome. Uh, yeah. He talked about, uh, you know, he was a little more tougher when he had that little blonde girl with him. Joey, he's like, I'm not even in this company. I'm getting bullied. So then he (laughs) said, you know what? You independent wrestling fans are my little blonde girl now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see now. We'll see if Joey quits getting beat up now. Uh, is he, is he ever going to sign with AEW? You think he's just... I mean, he makes a lot on the the freelance circuit. So you think he just never signs, but just makes I think that I think that character would have to be completely altered for TNT, and I just don't think it's something he's interested in doing at this point in his career. Not right now. He gets a lot of offers at a lot of places. So, yeah. Uh, Kaz wanted to tell CD about a story from 1998, but the phone rang. It was a Japanese number, and it was SEMA. And uh, CD started talking in Japanese and said, Sima wants a match, uh, presumably at All Out. And uh, Kaz goes, did he go into detail? He goes, I don't know, I don't speak Japanese. After he spoke about two minutes of Japanese. And, of course, you notice the uh, the peach tea monster on the, uh, the desk over there. <laughs> I'd assume that'd probably be for All Out, right? See. That's not Japanese either. No. Uh, this week's being <laughs> this week's being the elite <laughs> starts off with Jungle Boy trying to reach some cereal at the top shelf. Shit's fucking hilarious. That shit's hilarious. Poor Jungle Boy, he's too short. But hey, but his buddy Luchasaurus is here to put him on his shoulders to reach the top shelf and get some cereal. So cinnamon toast crunch. I love cinnamon toast crunch and some other things from the top shelf. These two, they they do some great tag moves with uh, like tandem moves like with him on his shoulders too, like like they did in the uh, the battle royale. That was pretty cool. I think uh, I think uh, they should definitely add those two guys into the tag mix uh, to maybe feud with uh, you know Smash Brothers and all the other guys. I mean, they've already started off the tag division real great with the Smash Brothers beating the shit out of uh, best friends and Angelico and Jack Evans. You know, you already started. You know, they're what? not the Smash Brothers no more. Nope, are they? they're are the, like, uh, the dark, the, the dark darkers? order, uh, the dark order. They probably can't be the Smash Brothers due to. Nintendo. I guarantee you that's why they weren't named as such on the pay per view because they didn't want to deal with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes perfect sense. You know, just go ahead and change your name, War Machine, yeah. War Raiders, Viking Raiders. Yeah, but I mean, <sighs> how great was that though with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus? <laughs> uh I, 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 I laughed. 
at the. Just imagine if you're like an old elderly couple shopping that supermarket. I just want to give a big thumbs up to whatever grocery store th- that they were at that allowed right. them to film that footage. Yeah, that too. <laughs> because uh, to not only you know have somebody walk around with somebody else on their shoulders in the grocery store, but to be in full gear. Full, full um, gear. I, I was definitely I was definitely impressed by whatever grocery store you know said, "Hey, you know what." Go for it. Knock yourself out. Have a good time. Just like, <laughs> just, just, just like I was impressed with uh, whatever golf course enabled Jinder Mahal to be in full gear uh, to win the uh, 24-7 title. Yeah, you know how golf courses are. They're very, very particular with what happens on their grounds. Or archers. Man, he's going to be in that box for a long time. What's he's gonna up? Really, he's going to be really hungry. What's up? Less unless he had some food in his pockets. He's in deep shit. That's seven eleven title, man. <laughs> so Hangman uh, is is at his uh, fairly new home, and apparently his cell reception is pretty bad at his fairly new home. He's probably got to do that star eighty eight or whatever you do to. When did he get some, get some Wi Fi? You know, yeah, do some Wi Fi calling or or do that star eighty eight, whatever you do to adjust your cell tower because. Uh, when he was talking to Nick, it sounded like he w- he wanted to face Jungle Boy. So the graphic shows Hangman Page against Jungle Boy, which you know I think would be a good match in its own right. So Page was very specific that he wanted to face. Yeah, MJF. you want MJF? Yes. Yeah. After after uh, after uh, MJF. Uh, yeah, because he said it. Uh, it sounds like you're in a jungle over there. What you want to face Jungle Boy? Oh, okay. Uh, Nick, it, I, I blame the cell phone service on Nick Jackson. I think Nick Jackson's cell phone service sucks. Okay, we'll, we'll blame it on Nick. Uh, MJF's at a, a training facility when uh, he put up a big poster of Cody, and the guy says, I don't think you should be putting that poster up. And he goes, I, I told you not to look all, me in the eyes. All the detailed information's in my recap. Fansided.com slash WWE. <laughs> Next to, uh, yeah, it's a creative pro wrestling school. Thank you, fansided.com. Slash Matt WWE. Black. Uh, next to the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Well, apparently it belongs because it has the font and everything. But MJ, <laughs> MJF is pretty rich, though. So, you know, he's got that Burberry scarf. So maybe... You know. I want a Burberry scarf. Uh, thanks to the information that the esteemed Matt Black has provided, uh, this is a wrestling school that is ran by Kurt Hawkins formerly of one half of the tag team champions. Yeah, when I was writing that, he still had the title. (laughs) Boy, that that title reign was great, wasn't it? Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, Johnny Collins uh, doesn't think the... uh, Is he uh, like a trainer or something? I think he's he's a student at the school, from my understanding. Doesn't think that the owners would be happy that a Cody poster would be put up there. He goes, you know, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Why don't I buy you some ice cream? Really? And he was very happy about the ice cream. Ice cream? I've seen somebody. I ain't never seen nobody get that excited over some damn ice cream. Oh, fuck. I'd be excited. Especially if MJF's buying it for me. I would be excited, too. But uh, MJF probably put him in some kind of hold, and, and it wasn't it wasn't comfortable. And uh, and Colin started screaming. But I'm we, sorry. We, we 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 get we get we get we get back uh back back to the uh in front of Cody and uh well Collins has some ice cream. 
and MJF's got his arms around him, and uh, yeah, yeah, the poster's okay, you know, and uh, you know, there you go. MJF is amazing. If you don't believe him, just ask him. That's true. Yep. I said that the minute I saw him on uh, on MLW when we started watch, trying yep. to well, since we tried to watch that regularly. <laughs> oh, time when you get old, it just kind of runs away from you. I, I got it on the DVR, but I just never. I want. I'd watch it more often if my DVR actually worked with that channel. And I, I the, the only way I can watch it is the fucking it, channel. Is in the day. The only way I can watch is on the box in the living room because my box in my bedroom is outdated. and They want me to update my box, and I'm just like, I don't want to deal with the hassle. Don't they put it on YouTube? Don't they put the full episode on YouTube too? I I don't know. They might. I I think they do. That's how I saw the only episode I've ever watched. Because there's a title match between one of the uh, uh, Jacob Fatu that's in there now, one of the Fatu brothers. Jacob Fatu and Tom Lawler are going to fight for the title in Chicago. Tom Lawler. The Dark Order cut a promo. What do you think of those guys? Gonna be good for the good for the business. Yeah, you need a heel tag team, dude. <laughs> Hangman calls back. I don't. Where did you get jo- as uh, Mister Perfect's in the background? Uh, where did you? You, get- didn't, you didn't realize you didn't realize what he was doing in those vignettes, dude. He was watching old Jericho matches. Ah, yeah. Perfect. He's watching old Jericho matches. Watch all three of those. Uh, vignettes, and every match has Jericho in it. I did not realize Jericho and Perfect fought. Oh, that's probably on Perfect's like return tour kind of thing. WCW. No, I think that was WWE. Nah, that was WCW. Was it? Oh yeah, it looks like Nick Patrick. I think it's funny that Nick Jackson has a what do you call those things you put on the back of your phone? I don't use it. I have no idea what they're called, but it has like a Pokemon on it, right? EVE. 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 Whatever. EVE. EVE. Again, bad reception, so uh, now now Hangman has to face Jimmy Havoc. Well, that's that's better, ain't it? (laughs) Yeah, I. So much better. So. Oh, uh. Well, librarian Avalon has a, a secret to tell, Mister Cutler. I wonder what it was. I think it's he's in love with the other librarian. What do you think? Yeah, that's certainly what it seemed like to me. That that might be it. Uh, a librarian love story. Hog wrestling. That's is that House of Glory. Yes, yep. House of Glory. Uh, that's going to be August. Uh, I think six. August ninth. August ninth. House of Glory. My NY- birthday! You somebody go take me. Somebody take somebody take Matt for his birthday. Somebody take me. Somebody take me to House of Glory for my birthday to see the Young Bucks last independent show. Somebody take somebody take me to go with Matt too. It's like two weeks before my fortieth. <laughs> and then somebody come pick me up on the way. There you go. So we can have a loss. To the, we can have a loss to the mid card reunion for my fortieth and Matt's birthday. And, as well. Yeah, at House of Glory. And, uh, Wouldn't that be the first weird place to freaking hold our first get together? Hey, it's the Bucks. Wow. We can do a Bucks meet and greet. We can say, "Hey, we've been, we, you know, it's a Bucks meet and greet. Lost the mid card reunion. We can get the Bucks on the show. Uh, it's their final 
uh, probably their final independent show ever, possibly. Mm-hmm. That's what Matt said. Yeah, yeah that's what Matt said. Yeah, it's probably going to be it. Because they're going to be busy uh, come four months from now. They're recording some TV. Uh, so Matt, Matt on vacation in Hawaii, talking a little bit about hog, talking about the hog. Uh, all in. Tickets go on sale June 14th. Cody cutting a promo about making fun and about uh, uh, everybody can get a ticket that goes online when 43,000 of us did that the last time for All In. And uh, so then he tried to use the words guarantee or almost guarantee, but uh, Brandy was in the other room. and I love Brandy. That dude, that thing was funny as hell. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And honestly, I'm I'm so glad they could just poke fun at themselves like that. Exactly. This world is just way too damn serious. I love that. I lo- I, they showed a lot. I, of, I loved it. They showed a lot of Black Friday shopping crowd videos and shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brandy, Brandy yelling from the other room was just fantastic, and Cody going, uh, I, "No, I, I want to say something, but I can't." But yes, June fourteenth. That's that's coming up, boys. BTE Mailbag CD is first up. BTE Mailbag. And uh, from the airport, CD says, when was that aha moment when you realized, holy crap, I get to do this for a living? And he talks about uh, how uh, he was working uh, at Disney, I think it was, uh, like kind of like not even like the fancy show things he does now. It was kind of like in a mailroom or something. Or not a like you know, just kind of a you know grunt work. It was like late nineties, and and he had to leave for like a month and a half for a tour of Japan, and and boss is like, well, your 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 job ain't gonna be here when you get back, and he's like, well, that was his aha moment that well, shit, I can do this for a living now, can't I? So that was uh, basically uh, when his aha moment was. I don't know if that was uh, wow, what point in his career that was, but. Pretty close to the impact. Well, no, impact didn't start till two thousand three. But I mean, yeah, this is probably is Japan days just before impact. So then uh, Sammy G, who has a nice pop Funko Pop collection on the wall, it looks like he just super glues them to the wall, doesn't it? Strong possibility. I mine are just in a box. I have not. Uh, I've got a ton of them. Apparently, a, a, a certain collection of them are worth some money now. I did not realize. I, I have the entire Big Lebowski collection, which is worth some good money now. Um, I got a lot of Batman ones. I got some wrestling ones. I got some Married with Children ones. And I, I got a lot of random shit. Uh, he was asked the significance of the panda. I forgot what his answer was. Matt will, of course, from... Uh, uh, his article at, at fansided.com, though, you know, will tell us. And uh, but but uh, he he didn't really answer it. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. Yeah. When I needed Matt the most, he wasn't there. It's his favorite animal. He tries to incorporate his favorite things into wrestling. Hey, look! There's uh there's Hangman on the phone and Jericho. Uh, New Japan match. So, 
Hangman on the phone with uh, with Nick. What are you doing, man? I want to face MJF. Well, shit. We got all these guys booked now. There's nothing we can do. All right. Well, the compromise is now a four-way, so at least now he can still get his hands on MJF. And, uh, well, Jimmy Havoc says he wants to get his hands on those duck lips because if you look at the, the little Fighter Fest promo thing, MJF's got the duck lips going on the thing. Mm-hmm. So, I think that'll be a fun little match, Hangman, MJF. Jimmy Havoc and uh, Jungle Boy. I mean, there's no significance behind it. It's just a random four-way, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I, I kind of dig it. But he, uh, Nick said, I got to go. I got this random Lucha DVD in the mail. It's already half opened. <laughs> he tried putting it in the microwave to play it. That didn't work. Because, you know, this is BTE. That's how you play DVDs. So he tried to put it in the Instapot. Hey! That worked. <laughs> I fucking popped for that. Uh, that. That's one of the running gags of BTE that I love. Putting the DVD into random let's places. Just t- let's just stick it anywhere. Well, yeah, because w- when Paige did it at first, we're like, wait a minute. But what is he doing? Like, we, we thought it was like a, a... We didn't realize this was the start of a running gag. Now it's getting good. Uh... Unless you understand Spanish, you don't know what this means, but apparently... Oh. The Lucha Lucha Brothers. They're going to get a partner. And the Bucks and Kenny Omega are going to face the Lucha Brothers and that mystery partner. At the Fighter Fest. Who's the mystery partner? Anybody? Somebody? Anybody? It's in my article, damn it! You know? Oh, yes, I know. It's oh. in my article. Did they say it on the? Did they say it in? Or did they give it away on the video? If you under, if I, got, you, I know, I know. Did they get? So they said it in the in the art in the video then. Yes, they said it in Spanish in the video. Uh, L.A. Park, of course, uh, known as the Parka from WCW, legendary wrestler who's still kicking some ass in 2019. WCW. Uh, L.A. Park has been tearing it up in MLW recently. Uh, that's a hell of a match, a six-man match, don't you say, gentlemen? Should be fun. Interesting. Uh, damn. I'm excited. Uh, L.A. Park at Fighter Fest, that's good. Um, when's the, when's the, that Mexico match between the Lucha Brothers and, and Bucks. I want to say it's this weekend. I want to say. Don't quote me, though. Coming up soon. I think it's next weekend, but I could be wrong. It's either this weekend or next weekend. And yeah, no, you know, actually, I think it probably is this weekend. It's one day. So. Been, a, been a hell of a feud, though, hasn't it, man? Yeah, we know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, we know they're giving them back. Uh, two days ago, Dominion occurred. Occurred. I can't do Cardi B, so no thanks on that. Pass on that. Um, um, D caught it. What'd you think sure of, did. What did you think of uh, Dominion from Osaka? It was a solid card, dude. Like, they, New Japan with their major pay-per-views, like, they, don't, they never, like, sell us short. I enjoyed the show like thoroughly. Uh, um, kicked off with Moxley defeating a young lion and got on the mic and said he wants in the G1 and we all marked the fuck out. 
so uh, what, what was with the Moxley just get throwing a young lion at him? Mm, introductory match, I guess, probably. Poor young lion. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he beat the dog shit out of him. Uh, what else did you like from uh, the Dominion card? Uh, let me see. Um, Dragon Lee and Osprey was a very good match for the junior for the uh, junior heavyweight title. Um, Naito and Kota Ibushi was probably the match of the night for me. Are you surprised that Ibushi gave up the title so soon? No. No, because I wouldn't be surprised if he goes into G1 and wins the G1. Mm. Um, trying to think what are other other matches on the card. Um, I, uh, I'm i reading Mike... Uh, oh, no, this is somebody... Not Mike Johnson, but... This guy that did the uh, Dominion rundown for PW Insider and said this is one of the worst IWGP title matches he can remember in some time. I wasn't with, impressed with, by it. With Okada and Jericho. Yeah, I really wasn't impressed by it. Like, at all. That probably was maybe the worst match on the card. And they, it, was, they, it wasn't bad. Not, do they just not have chemistry? Um, Not really. It, it was kind of dull or stale, if, if you understand what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't nothing... To be excited over, especially you put the the, the match that Abushi because they put Abushi and Naito on before that, and so they had to. It was it was a tough act to follow. Which so was I think match that was, of the night, right? So I think that was a lot of it. I think it was more so Chris Jericho and New Japan. It was more so like a storytelling type match, where you know, oh, Chris Jericho is going to challenge for the title, but they weren't going to follow Naito and Kota. What uh? At what point did Kenta come out? Uh, he came out right before Osprey and Dragon Lee. And the thing about it was Shibata came out randomly and walks halfway down the aisle and points to the entrance, and here comes Kenta. Mm. Well, so it wasn't during a match or right after a match? It was like no, it was it was right it was right after the tag team title match with God and. Uh, Lij and right before Offspring and Dragon League. So nobody else in the ring at all or anything. No. Okay. No, not at all. Cool. No. Um, it was just a random moment. You hear Shibata's music. He walks down the aisle halfway and Pat points at the entrance for about fifteen seconds. It was a long pointing, and then here comes Kenta. I bet there was a, quite a reaction for Kenta. It, it was. Uh, uh, breaking news. Sort of. If you consider the Cruiserweight Championship breaking news nowadays on uh, on WWE. Uh, Tony Nese will face Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak in a triple threat match at stomping grounds for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship match. Oh, they're going to stomp the ground. Yep. I wonder if they will finally give it to Gulak. i take it. Should have given it to Gulak a year ago. True. Oh, by the way, tomorrow or uh, today, if you're listening on NXT, Gulak and Kushida. Yeah, I'm a little annoyed about that, by the way. Why? Why so? Because you're going to pretty much bury Gulak. No, I, I'm annoyed by that. From my understanding, tomorrow's NXT are matches that were taped in Bel Air. Oh, uh, are you a few weeks serious? back in We Didn't Go? Oh, yeah. I'm here. The entire NXT tomorrow was taped in Bel Air. Mm. Are you fucking serious? 
dead 1,000% serious. Holy shit. Yup. Why would they pick randomly Bel Air? I don't know. Wow. The big news of the day happened on... The big news of the week happened on June 5th. New Japan Pro Wrestling, John Moxley in his New Japan debut defeated United States IWGP United States champion Juice Robinson after a pair of what what are they called now? Death Riders. The Death Riders, formerly known as the Dirty Deeds, the Underhook DDTs, a pair of them. One was like a kind of a had a little flair into it, a little a little extra, a little a little pot, a little driver into it. So you say he put some stank on it? A little stank on that second one. The one, two, three. Uh, I watched this match uh, before we recorded. Actually, before SmackDown tonight. Uh, hell of a match. I watched the promos by both Juice and uh, and Moxley afterwards as well. Uh, I, I tell you what. I think this match uh, added some things to Juice for New Japan. Inside the ring and outside of the ring. I think this was a match that... that I mean, Juice has already made a name for himself in New Japan. There's no doubt about it. But I, th- I think this match added a lot to Juice inside and outside of the ring. I think this was a, a, a big builder for him to step up in the company. Uh, the match itself was phenomenal, I thought. Um, brutal as all hell. I mean, fuck. Uh, Dean, or Dean. See, I'm going to do it a few God times. damn it. I'm going I'm to do it a few times. I, t- trust me. Uh, Moxley tried to. I think this was an ode to Mick Foley. Took a, a, a steel chair, jump off of the ring, and, and slam through a table with Juice on the table. Uh, he, he definitely slammed on Juice, but the table didn't break. So then oh. he just. So then he just. Then he just suplexed Juice, and it, it, what was weird was only Juice's leg went through the table. That was kind of insane. Oh, you could tell that Dominion Juice was in a six-man tag with, uh, uh, what's his face? I think it was Liger and uh, Taguchi, mm-hmm. and he was walking very gingerly. But that was de- Wasn't that definitely an ode to Foley, that, that slide slam with the chair through the table, through the table yep. thing? Yeah. Yep. Uh, but damn, that was a good match, wasn't it? I enjoyed it. Can you believe that John Moxley is the IWGP champion right now? I can believe it. It's kind of like it's kind of like the moments when, when, when you know we said the same thing about Jericho not too long ago. It's like can you? Anything is possible in wrestling nowadays, folks. You know, it just it, Matt just added to the crazy list of 2019, right? Yeah. Uh, as we said earlier. The good news about AEW Fighter Fest, it's going to be free for Bleacher Report live subscribers. Th- that's a weird way to name it, but I think it's, all you have to do is have an account. Mm-hmm. It says, yeah, I, I signed up for free weeks ago. Yeah, I, I don't know why it says live subscribers. I don't. You, you, there, there's nothing to subscribe to. You, well, you subscribe by signing. You up. know, creating an account. Just signing up. That's yeah. it. Uh, right now. The event is slated to feature Kenny Omega, Bucks, uh, taking on Pentagon, Phoenix, and La Parca. Uh, John Chairman. Moxley, John Moxley against Joey Janela. Cody versus Darby Allen. 
MJF, Havoc, and Page, and Jungle Boy in a four-way. Jabali and Michael Nakazawa in a hardcore match. Uh, <laughs> this was great. Chris Jericho uh, today on Twitter after it was announced that the, sh- that the uh, Fighter Fest was going to air for free. In protests of the executive vice presidents of AEW's foolish decision to give the Fighter Fest live stream away to AEW wrestling fans for free, I am pulling out of the event. I refuse to be associated with such shameless pandering. <laughs> Which is hilarious, and he was never scheduled to be a part I, of the event to begin with. I fucking love that tweet, though. That was great. I think Corey Taylor from uh, uh, Slipknot and Stone Sour said something similar, too. As the dogs are barking. One of the great uh, indie wrestling events in the world is uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla's Battle of Los Angeles. And uh, they have announced dates for 2019. It's going to be held Thursday the 19th of September, Friday the 20th, and Sunday the 22nd, there is a gap because the Globe Theater has an event on Saturday, September 21st. Uh, last year, Jeff Cobb won the Battle of Los Angeles. So, uh, And also their 16th anniversary event is t- set for Friday, July 26th. That's one thing I'd love to go to one of these years, too, is, is the Battle of Los Angeles. One of my favorites in pro wrestling, his name is Eli Drake. Know me? Yeah. He posted on Twitter, after four years with Impact Wrestling, some ups, some downs. I would like to thank them for all overall great experience. <clears throat> Through these years, I've had the fortune of carrying three different title belts, having my own talk show, and was always given the trust to craft my own promos virtually from day one. I appreciate the chance that was given on me and the trust I was given as well as the friends and experiences I gained along the way. I wish Impact Wrestling nothing but continued success and growth growing forward. Today, I am officially a free agent. As uh, PW Insider confirmed that uh, Sean Ricker, a.k.a. E. Lie Drake and Impact Wrestling have come to a settlement regarding the termination of uh, his contract and his non-compete clause, which has paved the way uh, for the announcement today that he's a free agent. Impact sources have also confirmed that Drake is free and clear to sign anywhere he chooses. AEW. One exec from Impact noted, we are happy to have the issue resolved and wish Eli Drake well going forward. So... That is all said and done. You think he's AEW bound, NXT bound? What do you think, gentlemen? I I think I think AEW is going to scoop him up. Yeah, would not be surprised. I wonder who owns the Eli Drake name. He does. Good. Yeah. Let me tell you something, dummy. I've missed him on my TV, so I hope AEW scoops him up. Um, some new tees on Pro Wrestling Tees. Jericho's got a new Painmaker t-shirt. I dig it. John Moxley's got a new shirt. It says Mox on the front, Death Rider on the back. So, lots of new shirts. If you're looking forward to the WWE comic book series uh, continuing, well, it's done. 
after issue 25, Boom Studios is cutting the cord on it. I, I didn't even know it existed, so. Yeah. So that happened. That happened. New uh, new match <laughs> ish- <laughs> new match issued uh, for Best of the World as uh, ROH has their one of their biggest pay-per-views on June 28th. Coming up here very soon. NWA champion and Matt's favorite Nick Aldis takes on NWA, er, and he's pairing up with NWA national champion Colt Cabana to take on the Briscoes. This is going to be taking place in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, you guys aren't going to this? I thought it was going to be Colt Cabana and James Storm at best in the world. That's what I thought, too. I read that, too. It says here uh, Nick Aldis and uh, Colt Cabana taking on the Briscoes has been added. I think it's fucking stupid. I'd rather see fucking Cole Cabana and James Storm. Storm must have pulled out. That doesn't make any There's sense. There's no tag title match at Best in the World, which I think is fucking stupid. Uh, that adds on to the card of Matt Taven, ROH yes. World Champion, taking on Jeff Cobb, who's probably going to beat Taven. Who's going to probably beat Matt Taven for the title? Sorry, sorry, D. Sorry, D. Uh, ROH TV Champion Shane Taylor takes on Bandito. Dalton Castle takes on Dragon Lee, and Flip, 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 Flip Gordon takes on Roosh Douche. Uh, if you're a fan of the Rocket League game, which has been one of the, the biggest games over the past decade, uh, it's going to have a, a wave of the 80s coming your way this summer, and uh, not, you know, uh, which is pretty cool. I mean, you're going to get to drive the Ghostbusters car, the DeLorean, Kit from Knight Rider, but also there's going to be some WWE content coming your way as well. Has not been announced what WWE content, but I'm sure there's going to be some Hulkamania brother coming your Crush way. Crush Hour 2! Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Frank out them twisty rockets. Bad news for one of the ladies of WWE, Mickey James, announced on her Instagram that she has torn her ACL over the weekend of last weekend and well, while she was wrestling Carmella and will undergo surgery to repair the tear. Uh, so she will be out of action for probably six to nine months, putting her out of action until 2020 at the earliest. So get well soon, Mickey James. Yeah, that, that, that sucks. Uh, the upgrade, uh, we don't even have to go over that. We already did that for the Stomping Grounds pay-per-view. It's a whole set of retreads. John Cena has announced that he has joined the cast of Fast and Furious 9. So he will uh, join uh, uh, Vin Diesel in The Rock. So, that, so finally we get John Cena and The Rock in a movie. I don't think The Rock's going to be in the movie. No, The Rock's not in the movie. He's not in the movie? Hmm. Oh, he's following it, The Rock. So The Rock's leaving the franchise. Cena's coming in. Okay, that's that's my understanding because The Rock and Vin Diesel and Tyrese don't get along anymore. So See, I've been wanting The Rock and Cena in a movie together. I'm kind of glad it's not happening. Me too. I just want The Rock and Cena in in a movie together somewhere. It doesn't have to be Fast and Furious. Oh boy! And and yet an, another. Great moments of Impact Wrestling history. Last week, uh, the Pursuit Network played a rerun of the week prior's episode of Impact Wrestling instead of the new episode. (laughs) (laughs) 
Good job. Eh. I. It. 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 It just. Spit it out. It just keeps getting better <laughs> with Impact Wrestling, doesn't it? Eh. Uh, you know. What can you say? Um. <laughs> And uh, this followed just a couple of days after that, uh, but uh, there's no official news yet, but uh, there is hope that a new TV home is coming sooner than later for Impact Wrestling. <laughs> Gee, after like, what, this is probably the third fuck up in, the, in 2019 at least, right? They're coming to Netflix. Shit, that, that would do better than anything. Ah, have you guys been following the old Edge, Beth Phoenix, Becky, and Becky Lynch uh, war? Briefly. What are we getting out of this? Is, is the man trying to get Beth Phoenix out of out of the commentary table and into the ring? Uh, that's what it looks like. It's a work. It's not a shoot. Did you not? Did you? Did you hear from the Ric Flair interview on Busted Open yesterday? No, sir. no, I haven't listened to it yet. Flair, Flair, freaking outs Edge, and said he had to call Edge the other day to ask about what the hell was going on with him and Becky Lynch on Twitter, and he's like, "Rick, it's a work." <laughs> and Foley just laughed and said, "Thanks for outing Edge, Brick." <laughs> wow. So. Wow. He uh... was wondering. <laughs> It's a fucking work. Boy. Thanks, Nate. Oh, boy. Good old Nate. Oh, boy. Uh, Some sad news. Uh, Condolences to Andrade, uh, which explains his absence from SmackDown Live this week. Uh, His mother had passed away, so condolences to Andrade and his family. We've got a, a match, uh, WWE's annual trip to Japan, which is weird. It's always around 4th of July, but uh, their annual trip to Japan is uh, J- June 28th. And uh, this is kind of a cool tag team. Eight-man match coming up. Triple H, AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. I don't, I don't hate that, that tag team. I like it. I kind of like it. Little DX, little Bullet Club. I kind of like it. Uh, they're going to take on uh, Samoa Joe, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Baron Corbin. No word if uh, Baron Corbin will be serving TGI Friday appetizers beforehand. <laughs> uh, should you talk about that man's part-time job? Big, big news for the uh, Super J Cup. New Japan makes a historic announcement that uh, for the first time ever, it's going to be held on uh, foreign soil, which is going to be in the U.S., uh, and it'll be uh, held in uh, a three-day tournament in Seattle, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. Uh, the first round will be held in the Temple Theater in Tacoma, Washington. Second round, that's going to be on August 22nd. Uh, the second round will be on August 24th in uh, San Francisco at the Student Life Event Center in San Francisco. And the semifinal and finals, August 25th in Walter Pyramid in Long Beach, California. So uh, the Super J-Cup 2019 going to be held on the West Coast. Very cool that that's going to be heading to the United States. So if anybody wants to get me a 40th birthday present, there you go. There it is. You old bastard. I know, man. 
AEW makes a big behind-the-scenes hire. Mike Johnson, PW Insider, breaks the news that former senior director of live events, Raphael Morphy, has uh, been hired to handle the live event aspect for the company. He was uh, with the New York Mets before his uh, WWE run and worked with the New York Cosmos soccer team after departing the WWE. He's also worked with Impact Wrestling, MLW, House of Hardcore, and uh, Brian Knobs' Legends of Wrestling events. And uh, Jim Ross, among others, via his signature move production company. It's been well-liked and respected among the pro wrestling community for many years. Uh, he was at Double or Nothing last month and will be an important part of AEW operations going forward. Big hire for the company, says Mike Johnson, PW Insider. So I will not be one to, uh, to deny that. They just keep bringing in the big names, don't they? Uh-huh. I mean... Whether it be, uh, you know, whether it be wrestlers, whether it be producers, whether it be company guys, I mean, they're getting their shit together, aren't they, boys? I'm good. It's good for them. Uh, Sasha Banks is filming content. Was in the uh, in the northeast part of the United States yesterday for the upcoming WWE 2K20 video game. Uh, yeah, it's my it's my understanding the uh, like you know they did like the Daniel Bryan showcase last year. Uh, my understanding for 2K20 it's going to be um, revolve it around the uh, the women's evolution. Mm, makes sense. So. So, as Mike Johnson put it, anyone asking about her standing within the company, that's all you need to know. Uh, basically, my understanding, my uh, you guys jump in. My understanding is, hey, here's two to three months to cool off because you've been you're burning out. You're mad. You're burning out. You're up. You're upset about losing the titles, and, and you're breaking. You're at a breaking point. Here's a couple three months off. That sound about right. I guess. I guess. Well, what else is it? I mean, she hasn't been seen since WrestleMania. That's by her choice. I mean, yeah. What else is it? Look, you don't. We don't know. It, you know, it's hard for us to speculate. Maybe she did go home. Maybe they worked shit out. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you right now. WWE don't want anybody doing that 2K shit that ain't going to be with that company come October. Very true. Uh, they 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 were very like the reason I knew the freaking Ambrose thing wasn't a work is because I heard through people at 2K that they were they requested Am, um, Ambrose's removal from the game. Yeah, you know, back in like March. So like I knew at that point I'm like, all right, this isn't a, you know, this isn't just some you know storyline bullshit that then they're trying to swerve people over. He's legit gone. So. Uh, John Moxley is going to be up in the Northeast this weekend, Friday, June four or June fourteenth. Uh, Northeast Wrestling, and he's going to. Hey, this will be a good fucking match. These two will beat the shit out of each other. He's going to be facing Darby Allen. Uh, the Boogeyman will be in attendance along with Joey Janela and Renee Young. Renee Young appearing for with Northeast Wrestling. Interesting, since she's with the WWE. I guess they don't care since she's just. An uh, announcer, or right? I, I don't know. Uh, um, 
on the next day on Saturday, uh, Moxley will be in attendance as well. Booker T, Mick Foley, big cast with Enzo, Darby Allen, Renee Young, uh, JT Dunn, the Boogeyman, uh, will all be appearing along with the Battle Royale. Um, so and that's, they're all going to be available for an autograph session as well. So that's going to be at Northeast Wrestling this weekend if you're in the area. As I mentioned, Jacob Fatu is going to be taking on Filthy Tom Lawler when MLW returns to Chicago on July 6th. It's going to be for the MLW World Heavyweight title. So that's going to be uh, coming up soon. And if you're in the Chicago area and want to attend MLWtickets.com, the tickets start at $10. Oh, WWE Monday Night Raw ratings. Boy, we're struggling to keep above $2 million overall, aren't we? Struggling to stay awake. That too. Uh, strong first hour, two point three eight million. Bad second hour, barely over two, and one point nine zero nine for hour number three. Boy, oh boy! Oh, you know, Fox ain't gonna want to see those numbers. Uh, SmackDown two point zero one six for the week prior. Obviously, we don't have this week's numbers because we're recording right after SmackDown Live. <laughs> But yeah, they're barely at two million right now too. So I'm, yeah, I'm sure Fox is thrilled with that. Uh, dude, I'm telling you right now that they, they could say what they, the NBA Finals hurt them last night. Mm-hmm. So you know, with, 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 the, with the KD coming back and then the injury happening, so people that didn't tune in and turned in to see the injury shit, and then the, and then the very very close game that came down to the wire. I mean, that definitely took. Um, eyes off of their product last night. Yeah, I assume so. Uh, John TMZ caught up with John Cena briefly. Uh, talked about Undertaker and Bill Goldberg, and uh, Cena said, uh, "You know, he's considering retirement." So obviously, TMZ ran it as he's considering retirement. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all know that he's not wrestling much anymore. So. Uh huh. Uh, on the, the fourth anniversary of the passing of Dusty Rhodes, both Cody and Dustin Rhodes with some great tweets. Uh, Cody said, thanks to all that reached out. Dusty was my hero. It's a gift that due to his fame, he was a hero for others. Uh, morning transcends social media. Rest in peace may be trendy, but what's even better is reaching out to those you love today and letting them know how important they are to you. Dustin said, Pops, I'm uh, doing everything you taught me. Be strong, be a man, follow your dreams. All of those things you said to me. I do daily or try my best too. One thing I do without fail is is to always keep stepping. Hashtag miss you, Dad. I remember, uh, Matt, I remember doing this show four years ago, and it's one of the hard th- hardest things we did. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's been the, I, I mean... I'm, we're not we're not doing a show and Rick passes because I'm not going to be physically able to. Mm-mm. I was uh, I was barely able to when Dusty passed, and it was we brought my friend Ryan on to talk about Dusty, and Dusty was probably is probably the number two to my number one with Ric Flair, and it was tough. It was tough, and and ain't, ain't no gonna ain't ain't gonna be a show when Ric Flair passes. So. Uh, for those who like to, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, for those who watch Access TV on uh, or watch New Japan on Access TV, uh, they're going to be moving their pro wrestling series to Saturdays. Smart move. Yep. And uh, I heard uh, I heard they played uh, uh, replayed uh, the Moxley Juice match 
uh, the end of the week, this past week. Yeah, I but must have missed it. They turned it around really fast. So. Yeah, they've they've been t- honestly, Axis has been turning around the New Japan content a lot quicker lately, which I think is only a huge positive for the New Japan product as a whole because it gets to, it gets stateside a lot quicker. Very, very, very positive. Uh, new new names for NXT stars. DJZ is now Joe Quinn Wild. Uh, Jonah Ooh. Rock, I'm not sure who that is. He's going to be known as Bronson Reed. ACH is going to be known as Jordan Miles. Humberto Garza will be Angel, or Angel Garza. Shane Strickland is going to go as Isaiah Scott. What? <laughs> Those are from Dave Meltzer at the Wrestling Observer. Oh, my God. <laughs> you figure of all those guys, Strickland could keep his name. but Right. Uh, DJZ actually came up with the name of his own. I read an article about that. And that's, I'm fine with that, but Isaiah Scott? But Strickland, yeah. I don't know. That's like a... That's like a that's like a Byron Saxton. <laughs> All right, come on, swear. What are you doing? Is that is that like a white black name, Isaiah Scott? Sounds like a. I don't do. I don't even know. I got nothing. I got nothing either. I'm changing my name on the show. Oh, you stop! You're gonna be. To, I'm, I'm gonna be Richard Carmichael. Richard Richard Carmichael. D is no longer D. I'm Richard Carmichael from now on. From here on out. How about Richard Richard Carmichael the third? Dick Carmichael the third. I'm Dick. Dick Carmichael the third. Really? I say Scott. Come on. It sounds like a weather guy or a sports guy on your local news. Isaiah Scott with the sports. It does. It's either that. That's that's actually that's actually trendy. Uh, as we quickly come over on SmackDown, um, where are we going with uh, the U.S. title? Are we are we are we going are we going Braun and Joe? You think? I know they wanted to do that months ago, are, so or, I mean, or, it wouldn't surprise me. That's the way they're going to go now. Because it looked like Cesaro is not done with Ricochet, which I'm fine with because that's been a hell of a feud. I think uh, we don't even know the status of Cesaro after Monday night. Right. What happened? Uh, he hit the 630 and landed on his knee. And, uh, yeah, and landed on Cesaro's knee. And he, I've, I saw fan footage of him uh, being carried out by the referees, putting oh. no weight on that knee last night. So Cesaro might be done for a while. Oh. I have not been able to get anything confirmed today with the people I've talked to, but the the aftermath of what I saw through the fan footage did not look good. He had no reason to sell it if it, you know, there's no reason to sell it if you weren't really hurt. It wasn't a storyline. So I'm kind I'm kind of worried about uh Swiss Cyborg right now. Uh, of course, uh the Revival are your now two-time Raw Tag Team Champions. I mean, which is okay. I mean, they deserve to be champs. It, it's just like uh, Hawkins and Ryder had a shit run. And as shitty as the Revival were treated in those skits, they deserve to be champion at least. Um, Firefly Funhouse was interesting. Poor Rabbit. 
<laughs> Rambling Rabbit's Bohemian Breakfast Spread. Start every day with a smash. I, it, it, it gets weird, and I like it. And main event was uh, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. Which uh, didn't end clean. So, good man. Did you, did you like the end of end of Raw? Was it fun? Oh, it was fine. Uh, end of Raw was fine, but the start of SmackDown sucked. Miss TV was yeah. Dead. Ooh, yeah. I mean, we've had enough of Shane already, and then it's like, so Miz has to fight through Elias and Drew to get to Shane. And it's something that we don't really care to see. So we got to sit through two matches to get to something we don't really care to see. Gives a fuck about Shane. Okay. Get off my TV. So this was like a waste of a half an hour. Um, at <laughs> least at least the matches went quick, to so we realized, oh, okay. Well, Drew beat Miz, so that's over with. And then Shane got a cheap win, and he's dancing around like a, an idiot. Okay. Uh, Mandy and Sonya, you know, they, they went, I, I was more curious of what, uh, what Ember Moon was playing on her Nintendo Switch. I asked her on Twitter, but she didn't answer. I bet you, uh, I bet you she was playing, I don't know. Maybe the Pokemon game? I don't know. Maybe Smash Brothers? I don't know. What do you think, what do you think she was playing on the Nintendo Switch? I don't know. Could have been anything. It could be anything. Animal Crossing. Da- WWE 2K. They don't, they don't even have that on Switch, do they? No, they do not. <laughs> well, they they did have it on Switch, but I mean, it was a piece of shit, and so I'm gonna say probably not. Uh, Heavy Machinery took on your Yolo County Tag Team Champions. So your new Yolo County Tag Team Champions are are Heavy Machinery. I guess you could probably pencil that in for uh, stomping grounds, right? Heavy Machinery God. and your, your Planets Tag Team Champions. Uh, finally, we do get to a point where the show turns around for the good. Uh, it was a short match, but Sonya Deville and Carmella was excellent for the four minutes it was given, wasn't it, guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I particularly loved the uh, the jackknife pen cover by Sonya countered by Carmella with the Code of Silence. I thought that was a great sequence. I mean, you could tell Carmella has worked on, much like Liv Morgan. Carmella is money. She she's worked on improving. So, uh, unlike the opening segment of promos, the New Day promo with Kevin uh, and, and along with Kevin Owens and, and Sami Zayn and, and Dolph Ziggler was was good. I thought it was entertaining. Uh, Bailey and Nikki Cross was kind of short and one-sided. I I, I kind of thought they did a disservice to Nikki Cross here, didn't you think? Mm-hmm. She really didn't get much out of this. She didn't deserve any of it. I thought this was you the, deserve it. I thought this was the funniest that Jinder Mahal was ever when he acted like Carmella <laughs> to uh, to try to get into the 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 mystery lockbox. That holds our truth in the twenty four seven title. What's up? And a good main event in the night, right? So, good SmackDown. Good, not great, not bad, not shitty. Serviceable. Still don't give a shit about stomping grounds, right? Stomp the ground. 
I'm not going to. I mean, it sounds better than Great Balls of Fire. Which was a great pay-per-view. I don't think this is going to be a great pay-per-view. I mean... We'll see. Prove me wrong, but... I don't know. I don't even... I, I don't know. I don't know if this has the ability... I don't I don't know. I think the steel cage match is going to be excellent. Right. What else is there? Um... We're going to have all this bullshittery with the special ref. So that, that's going to be... Fuck City, you know? I don't know. What do you think, Matt? I mean, what what, what do we have to really look for? I mean, this is definitely... It's just another show. Yeah. Is it, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be bad. Yeah, I think we're going to get some good wrestling on the show, but I mean, there's nothing about the show right now that gives me any reason to say that I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I really think it's just going to be another, just another pay-per-view on the road to SummerSlam. Yeah. You sound so disappointed, JB. Well, on the other hand, we have Michael Nakazawa. Speaking of disappointment, hey, Mike. Mike Tyson likes Michael Nakazawa. So I like Michael Nakazawa. Yeah. How much baby oil is going to be used in that match against uh, Jablonski or whatever his name is? Jabaley. Probably fucking fry some goddamn chicken with that shit. <laughs> oh, boy. That's going to do it for this edition of Lost the Midcard. Uh, thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host. Enabling us to buy you on iTunes and any of your favorite podcasting apps. All you got to do is search for Lost in the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. Do it on uh, iTunes, Spotify, anything. And uh, that way you know every time a new episode comes your way. Typically every Wednesday, but also sometimes when we do a, a different day or some special shows, you'll you'll be able to know when they come at your way. Uh, we're also on the YouTube. And uh, to subscribe, just go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lost in the midcard. Or also Twitter at LITMC Podcast. And uh, I'm your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. Matt is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime. Daryl is on the Twitter at no one like D. And before uh, we ride off into that sunset, call it a show. Get ready for whatever comes to us within the wrestling world for the next seven days. Daryl, what are your final thoughts? Whatever is good for wrestling is good for me. That's a good way to put it. That, that sounds like something. That sounds like a, a, a way to end the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt, what are your final thoughts? Um, oh, you know what? I don't really have any this week. Wow. You know. wow. I got, I got nothing. You know, I'll tell you what. My final thoughts are this. It, it This week showed me that New Japan proved to me that, that they can bounce back w- with the loss of the Elite. Uh, AEW is obviously going to be a train that's going to be rolling here very soon on TNT. And they've already given us Double or Nothing, which we loved. F- Fighter Fest is... <clears throat> you know, we, we didn't expect it to be, amount to much because it was, it was, you know, a quiet show last year that, you know... 
no, it, you know, it had slight ties, you know, but now it's got a big tie to AEW. It's already got a, it's got a card that has got some great stuff. Um, so now, now that, now that there's new life in new Japan and we got AEW, it's now WWE wake the, wake the fuck up guys. You know, you got all this talent is sitting on the sidelines that is not being used. You already got a lot of it. It's already, already sit. It's already in the other companies, namely Sean Spears. Just, just for one example. Um, and you've heard all the interviews that John Moxley's done with just all the ridiculous, sh- you know, shit that he's been, uh, letting us, us in on, you know, it, there's got to be a point where you wake the fuck up, you know, and there was a point where you did wake the fuck up in 1997 and, and, uh, things worked out. I'm not so sure that you, you, you actually are going to wake the fuck up this time. I, I've seen an article where there's rumors that they want to start another attitude era, but you know what that's going to be? That's going to be a forced attitude era. That's just going to fall flat on his face. And, uh, it's probably going to dig a deeper hole. Uh, we all know what the problem is. We all, it all starts at the top with one person, and it, 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 it's simple. It has to be a wholesale change, and and it, it's got to. It's not just got to be a change of one. It's got to be a change of the entire dichotomy of the organization, because because this this it's it's a cancer right now, and and we're hearing that this cancer. The structure, this cancer of a structure is is going into NXT now, which is, you know, it kind of scares me that this trickle-down effect of management is starting to kind of infect NXT now. And that, that frankly, scares me. Um, so it's... Now's the time to look in the mirror and, and see that, uh, you know, what you're doing is, is not the way it's supposed to be done anymore and fucking take some action and actually listen to your people. I mean, you, you remember when the McMahon stepped out there and, and said, we're going to listen to the people. Well, that was a big line of bullshit, but you know, now that your, your ratings are really at a combined, I mean, literally in the attitude era for just raw alone today, your combined raw and SmackDown ratings are almost half that. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really time to, to, to really sit down and change. And, and, you know, this, this diatribe probably ain't going to do it, but you know, something's going to do it eventually. So for, uh, for Daryl and Matt, this is Jeremy. Thank you for tuning in to lost the mid card and we'll catch you next week.